Blessings to one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's conversation, we are going to talk about the indwelling divine thought adjuster. Now, some of you may be saying, what the heck is a divine thought adjuster? I've never heard of this before. Well, not to worry, because we're going to get into all that, answer all the questions, fill in all the gaps, and also talk about some interesting theories and a little bit about personal morality and responsibility in this world, in this life that we now live. But before we get into all that, I just want to say that it's great to be getting back to some spiritual content here on the show. Last week, I did a couple of shows about conspiracy theories and a lot of the government and political upheaval that's going on right now. A lot of people are worried about that. A lot of people are involved in all these different movements. And when I did the show last week, there were some people that agreed and people that disagreed. And I just want to say this. It's absolutely fine. If people want to be Republicans, if people want to be Democrats, if people want to research conspiracy theories. But I would just say... Make sure you're always walking in the light of love in your life. Don't let anything make you afraid. Don't let anything make you bitter or angry or against other people because they have a different belief. Always be kind and compassionate. Live according to the golden rule. Love your neighbor as you love yourself and God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Beyond that, I don't really think it matters much what people want to believe, what conspiracy theories, or what government party they want to support. Just be a good person and love others. We can all be different. We can all have different opinions. But that doesn't mean we have to hate one another and be divided. So walk in love. That's the most important thing any of us can do. And speaking of walking in love and living by the golden rule and being compassionate and kind and doing the right thing as far as our brothers and sisters in this world are concerned, let's talk about the indwelling divine thought adjuster. First and foremost, what is the thought adjuster? Well, this is a concept that comes from the Arantia book, and it is said that divine thought adjusters are fragments of God. They are a spark of divinity. And each and every human being that is born into this world usually around the year of four or five, but it can come earlier, depending. But usually it says between the ages of four and five. Once a human being is ready to learn right from wrong, to start making moral decisions, even if they're little ones, like listening to your parents and behaving and doing the things they tell you to do so you're safe and healthy as a child. But it is said that the divine thought adjuster comes to us and it dwells in our mind, this fragment of God. It is 
the gift of God to us. And basically, the thought adjuster is that still small voice. It's that little voice that always speaks to us and tells us, you know, maybe you really shouldn't do that. Or maybe we're going to do something or say something that's not exactly nice or right or moral. And we get that feeling and just comes over us and we can almost hear in our own minds that little voice that says, don't do this. That is the inspiration of the divine thought adjuster. The divine thought adjuster always works on our thoughts and tries to steer us in the direction of doing the right thing. And ultimately, as we grow, of course, it inspires us to have more faith, to spiritualize our thoughts, to bring us closer to God. And the Arantia book teaches that this divine spark that each and every one of us is given, that is the divine seed that will eventually become our immortal soul. Because as we live and if we listen to that inner voice, if we follow the leadings and the intuitions and the thoughts that the thought adjuster gives us, as it spiritualizes our thoughts. When we die, we are carried by the angels to what is called the mansion worlds, or the first mansion world. And it is said in the Arantia book that there are many mansion worlds. And this goes along with the idea that Jesus taught when he said, Behold, in my Father's house there are many mansions, Behold, I go and prepare a place for you. So the angels carry the soul, the personality that is now fusing with the thought adjuster, becoming an eternal soul, is taken to the first mansion world. And there you learn and you grow. And pretty much on the first mansion world, you divest yourself of all of the bad learning and ideas and thoughts and beliefs that we've acquired in this world, and we learn more truth. But inevitably, as we progress through the mansion worlds, we bond more and more with our thought adjuster until we reach the presence of God in paradise, and then we are a full-fledged spiritual being one that Jesus talked about, we are like the angels in heaven. But now it is possible that a human being could reject the thought adjuster and it will leave. It will leave their mind. They will no longer be under its influence. And this would happen with any human being who just ignores morality or ignores those urges that come up within them to do the right thing. The more they bypass those thoughts and inspirations and leadings and just say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. 
if I want to be violent, if I want to hurt other people, if I want to steal whatever it is I want to do, if I want to be greedy and power hungry and just step on other people, or I'm somebody in a political position and I just want to rule and reign and fight wars and accumulate wealth for myself and to heck with everybody else, the more we give into that base human nature, the more we're telling basically the spirit of God within us, which is the divine thought adjuster, hey, you know what? I don't want to listen to you. I reject you. And inevitably, if we reject, whether by our actions or we could do it by words, God, I want nothing to do with you. I'm my own God. The more we persist in that, the more we're telling the Spirit of God within us, guess what? I don't want you there. I'll do my own thing. And the Arantia book teaches that it will uh, depart from us. And that when we die, our personality just ceases to be. There is no heaven, there is no hell, there's nothing. And even if the thought adjuster sticks with us until the day that we die, though we never listen to it, it will just return to God from whence it came. So we make the choice. We either survive the experience of physical death and go onward as an evolving soul, making our way to paradise, making our way into the presence of God as we learn and as, as we evolve and as we grow, or we just cease to be. We are non-existent. The interesting thing is, is that the Arantia book teaches that we, we don't necessarily need that spark of God in, within our minds to exist as physical beings. We are made up, we're very complex creatures, physical bodies, a lot of different uh, functions and things going on in these physical bodies, and it can exist and have a mind even without the Spirit of God dwelling in it. But if we reject the Spirit of God, if we reject the thought adjuster, which is the Spirit of God, it is the Spirit and the presence of God within us that connects us to the presence of God, to the Spirit of God, even to the voice of our guardian angels. But if we reject it, if we reject that Spirit of God, though we live, it's not like we fall over dead and cease to be, we live out our natural lives, however long that might be, but the Arantia book tells us that without the divine thought adjuster, our morality begins to become non-existent. And essentially, we start falling back into the ways of primitive man. We start giving in more and more to our base desires. We don't have that buffer anymore. We don't have that divine spark in us anymore that's telling us, wait, stop, don't do this. So there's nothing or no one there to give us any kind of higher spiritual or moral thought when it comes to our decisions. We'll just do whatever we 
want to do. And if the entire world was without the Spirit of God within them, the Arantia book says that we would little by little just fall into the ways of primitive man and ultimate chaos. The Arantia book also says that those who ignore the divine thought adjuster or ignore it and it departs from them, they begin to act very primitive or animalistic. They're just looking to fulfill those base desires, sex, money, conquer, you know, all those things that are very basic to human natural survival. And basically, we don't care who we hurt or what we have to do to get what we want. It's survival of the fittest. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we, we might want to step back for a minute and really observe the way the world is going around us and ask ourselves, is it possible that some of the people we're seeing in the news, maybe our neighbors, our family members, even people occupying high positions in government with some of the things they say, some of the things they do, some of the things they plan to do. Is it possible that these people have completely ignored or rejected their own indwelling Spirit of God? Especially when we notice that their behavior is so selfish and so clueless and heartless and seems even soulless. And I've heard people say that. I've said, I've said that myself over the years. I've asked that question. How is it that intelligent human beings can act so cruel and heartless and soulless like they just don't care? They have no concept of right or wrong, no concept of God or a higher power that is watching them and watching over them and planning a destiny for them. It's back in the fundamentalist days, it was that destiny was heaven or hell. But even the Arantia book, the destiny is heaven or non-existence. But see, God doesn't force that upon us by judging us. It all lies in our hands. How we choose to live our lives now. Do we follow the voice of God? Do we do the right thing? Do we give in to those impulses of morality and goodness? But for me, it's very interesting because the thought of people who act heartless and soulless, and we say, how can these people in positions of power do the things that they do for just money and resources and to stay in power? And some of them oppress people, you know, or just people that use others and hurt others. You know, how can they do that? Well, maybe in their world, they don't have a sense of morality and goodness and compassion and doing the right thing. Maybe in their world, in their mind, they don't have a concept of God or anything beyond this world. Because maybe they have rejected the Spirit of God within them. Maybe they flat out rejected it and wanted it to leave, and it no longer dwells in their mind, in their consciousness. 
And so there's really no moral compass because there's nothing or no one there to try to put them back on the right track. And this is why they can hurt other people and do such terrible things and show no remorse because they have no remorse. God is love. Compassion is from God. So if the Spirit of God is not in us, then perhaps we lose all connection with those kind of emotions such as empathy, love, kindness, remorse, feeling bad if we do something wrong, apologizing, trying to make amends. So maybe we lose all of that when we lose or reject the Spirit of God within us. So I think in today's day and age, it really does behoove us all to look at the actions of other people before we start following suit. Because there's so many people that just seem to be doing whatever it is they want to do. Such bad decisions with no remorse, no thought, no afterthought, no insight. You can turn on the news any given day of the week and there's murder and people being shot by 17-year-old kids in these protests and riots, cops shooting African-Americans in the back four to seven times for no reason. You know, we have to look at these things and ask ourselves, are these people, does it seem like they're following the Spirit of God? And not that they're just saying, oh, I believe in God, or God bless America. You know, that's something we have to get away from. Because I think that's how a lot of people are deceived, even by a lot of these politicians who claim, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I believe in God. But their actions prove completely otherwise. And we start mimicking these people's behaviors. We start doing what they do, saying what they say, following after the actions and attitudes of other people who follow them. And before you know it, we've spiraled out of control and we don't even realize it. Because as the Bible says, we've seared our own consciousness by sinning so much, turning so many times away from that Spirit of God within us, taking the attitudes and the opinions and temperament of other human beings as our cue, how to act, how to be. And, and that's something we can't do. God is our inspiration, not other people. We're to look to that Spirit of God within us and ask questions. What do I do? What am I to think? How do I respond to this? And listen for that inspiration. Because the Arantia book does tell us that as we follow or do our best, not that we're not going to make mistakes, because we will, but as we do our best to follow the ways of God, follow the ways of morality, draw closer to God and share that inner life with God, letting God dwell in us, 
the more we will hear the voice of the inner thought adjuster. And the Arantia book tells us that we can get to a place where the mind is enlightened and we can hear very clearly that still small voice that is always speaking to us. And I would say that's a place where we all want to try to be. The, cl the closer to God we can be, where we can just stop for a minute and say, okay, God, what do I need to do? Okay, God, is this from you? Should I get involved with this? And get a clear answer or a clear inspiration that says yes or no. Or maybe just a feeling or an intuition like, no, something's telling me, you know, that gut feeling, this isn't right. I better stay away from that. Man, the closer we can get to having that, the better. And that's where we want to take our inspiration. That's where we want to take our cues, how to behave, how to act in this world. Not from other people running around with guns, not from warring politicians, not from politicians who use the name of God, but their actions and their words and their temperament seem so far from those of love and compassion and goodness and kindness. So I think we all should try our absolute best to walk in the light and tune in to what's going on inside of us. Meditate on, think about, speak to the Spirit of God within. Ask little questions, ask for guidance, open up your mind and your heart and your life to that inner guidance. It's a beautiful thing when all of that from within you, that connection with God, that Spirit of God that is right there in you, begins to just open up and dawn like a new day and that light shines. And you just know now there's something there that is so wise and so beautiful and so good. You don't ever want to walk out of its presence. And that's what I always mean when I say once you encounter that divine love, it will change your life forever. And you'll start to see the world around you very differently. Things you thought were okay before or you let slide before. Things maybe you wanted to get involved in before. You'll just look at it and say, I can't do that. Because I see that it's absolutely devoid of divine love. There's no love there. And I can't participate in that. I won't participate in that. But we can only get to that place when we open up to God. When we really pay attention to, to know and understand God is not some far away being outside of ourselves. I mean, he is. There's the universal father, as the Arantia book calls him. But there's also the indwelling spirit of God, which connects us to that universal father. And all that the father is, so is the indwelling thought adjuster. It is divine. It is the gift of God. It is the spirit of God. It is your eternal hope and future. 
It is there to help you. It loves you, wants to help you. We're not left orphaned to try to figure all this out just on our own. The Arantia book tells us that between the indwelling thought adjuster, the spirit of God, and our guardian angel that's always with us, looking out for us, that we have perfect guides and that there is no reason and that we have all we need, every human being, to survive this world, to survive physical death, to better ourselves, to be good people, and to rise into the heavenly realms. And think about that. Perfect guides. We have perfect guides and all that we need. And it's all been provided to us from God because he loves us. He's not wrathful. He's not mean. He's given us everything we need and he's rooting for us to be the best possible people we can be and to just seek him in our lives. So let's all try to do that. Let's open our lives to God. Let's focus on that spirit of God that's within us, that's there to help us and bring us to the shores of paradise. Let's start walking in love and goodness and put all of this bitterness and division and hatred and joining into all these foolish movements that are causing nothing but chaos. I mean, look at what's happening in the world. Are, are these things from God? Are these things filled with divine love and peace? I mean, certainly there are people out there trying to accomplish that means and bring equality and peace and harmony, but they're so overshadowed by the people that take advantage of, of moments like this and just want to riot and fight and kill and be violent and it all gets overshadowed with the violence and the hatred. But doesn't the darkness always try to overshadow and stamp out the light? But we can't let that happen. We have to keep moving forward in the light. And this reminds me, this isn't anything that's in the Arantia book, that this is my own speculation. I like to think about different theories and ideas as I'm studying and reading different things. And I wanted to share this with you, the listening audience today. I was thinking of this idea of the rapture. Now, I used to believe in it. I don't believe in it anymore. But as I'm reading through the Arantia book and I'm reading other books really uh, doing a, a major study right now on the indwelling thought adjuster. And many times the Arantia book kind of clarifies things that are in the Bible or that were said by Jesus. And now if we take some of the things I had already mentioned, the thought adjuster is the spirit of God within us. Without the divine thought adjuster, we spiral back into primitive uh, ways morality becomes very shoddy, if not uh, non-existent. 
we become almost like animals or brute beasts following after our base desires. And it made me think. It made me think about a couple of biblical passages when it said, I believe it's in First or Second Corinthians where it is written, When he who hinders is taken out of the way and hinders no more, then the son of perdition or antichrist will be revealed. So could it be, as the Arantia book teaches and as I talked about in this podcast, the divine thought adjuster is he who hinders? Because it is that spirit of God that always tries to bring us back on track to do the right thing, convicts us of sin, makes us think about our actions and our words, and brings us back to the light and morality. So could it be that there is a time coming upon the earth when all those who remain here will be those who do not have the Spirit of God dwelling in them, they will have rejected the divine thought adjuster. They will have nothing within them that will bring them back to the right path. He who hinders will be taken out of the way. So could it be when the Bible talks about those of us who are born of God are not appointed to wrath, but for salvation and peace? Could it be that those of us who have the Spirit of God or the divine thought adjuster within us, there will be a time when we are no longer here, and those who remain do not have the divine guide within? And that is when evil and sin and darkness and people seeking after their base desires and strange religions begin to prevail. There is that verse in the Bible that says, Behold, I tell you a mystery, we, we shall not all die. But when the archangel sounds his voice with the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we who remain alive will be changed in the twinkling of an eye and caught up together, and we shall, ever, we shall forever be with the Lord. You know, there is a teaching in the Arantia book that on higher worlds, some of the mansion worlds, when people fuse with their thought adjuster, that they vanish almost in a puff of lightning or fire from one mansion world and ascend to the next. Could that be something that would happen on earth? Could there be a moment where those of us who are certainly going to survive physical death, who are on that journey to evolve our souls and fuse with our divine thought adjuster. Could there be a time when that fusion will be accelerated, the physical will be no more, and we will ascend to the first mansion world or wherever it is we go after this? So could there be a spiritual catching up, catching away, vanishing of certain people in this world? Or is it merely a possibility that all those who have the indwelling thought adjuster, that generation will die off, and sooner or later the world will just be populated with those who 
do not have the indwelling Spirit of God within them at all. The whole world rejects the Spirit of God, and then the end will come. Again, these are my own speculations. There's nothing in the Arantia book that teaches this uh, or says this is going to happen. But it made me think, when you study the Bible, in First or Second Corinthians, when it talks about that catching up or catching away, the Latin word is, is rapio, which is where we get the word rapture. But in the original uh, Greek, it is a quick and swift or even seeming to be violent, catching or pulling away. The original language seems to speak of this very quick being yanked out of. So could that be a possibility? Could there be that moment where some of, some of us just cease to be? Our fusion process begins and the angels carry us to the mansion worlds. And all those who are left upon planet Earth are those who are going the way of evil, antichrist, death. Not because God chose this for them or is punishing them with this sentence of eternal death, but this is the path they have chosen for themselves. And that's always important to remember that this is what the Arantia book tells us. Our eternal destiny, whatever it is, it's all in our hands. It's what we do with the tools and the faith and the spirit and the wisdom and the religions that God has given us. We have that free will to say, yes, God, I want you and I embrace you and I love you. Or we have that free will to say, guess what? I don't want anything to do with you. I'll be my own God. Thank you very much. And we always see where that ends when people decide and make that decision of their own volition, their own free will, that they want to be their own God or to be looked upon as a God. It never ends well. It always sinks into fanaticism. Uh, as some would say, debauchery. <laughs> There's all kind of crazy ideas that, that creep into that kind of... Look at many of the cult leaders. They claim to be divine, divine messengers, or God himself, or reincarnations of Jesus. There's always great sexual immorality. There's always taking the money from the followers who don't have a lot. There's lying, there's manipulation, there's always the struggle for power, wanting to rule over others. They'll teach you how to be divine, but oh, you'll never really get there. You know, you're always the slave of the cult leader. He's, he or she is always above you. And it can get into some pretty crazy things of how people are tortured and punished and starved and whipped and killed and murdered. All kind of crazy things when people start 
getting this notion, I am God. So imagine what it will be like if and when there is a world where there is no spirit of God left and one man is the cult leader of practically the whole world who says, I'm God, and now I'll show you how to be God, it would be quite a mess. And could that moment come when there is a catching away, a quick yanking out of this world, certain souls as they begin their soul's evolutionary journey toward God, fusing with the Spirit of God within them, becoming a living soul, a spiritual being who is like the angels in heaven, and there is no more restrainer left upon the earth. Something to think about. Like I said, these are, these are my own musings. Or it very well could be there will be people who have the Spirit of God in them left on the earth, but there will be more people who don't. And I think we're really starting to see a lot of that unfold right now. Because the world seems to be going absolutely crazy and people support that craziness, support that violence, support that division. They want to hurt, they want to kill, they want to oppress one another. And we can't be a part of that. If that's the world they want to live in and we can't stop it because they've rejected the Spirit of God, the best thing we can do is just say, you know what, I'm hands off. If that's the world they want, let them have at it. I'm looking at my world within. I'm looking to God and saying, yes, I want you. I want what you have to offer. And I'm willing to walk in the light. I'm willing to walk in faith. I'm willing to walk in love. I'm willing to listen to listen for and hear the voice and the guidance of my perfect guides to get me there. So either way you slice it, interesting musings, uh, I believe, when it comes to the indwelling thought adjuster. Something to think about. But whether my musings are correct, incorrect, partly correct, that doesn't really matter. The main thing is we should all be looking to embrace the love of God, the morality of God, the faith of God, and make it beyond this world. Be a light. Be something better in this world than all this mess that's going on around us. But then also be blessed to be able to have the opportunity to go where evolving and growing souls go after all of this. I don't know about anybody else, but I certainly want that. That's been my goal my whole life. And um, I'm not giving it up for money. I'm not giving it up for fame. I'm not giving it up for politics or politicians. I'm not giving it up for divisive politicians or conspiracy theories. I'm not giving it up for any of that stuff. I'm keeping my peace. I'm walking in love. 
I'm keeping my eyes on God. Because this brings you so much joy and peace and strength. Who would want to look at all that other garbage all the time? I think many of us need to change our focus because the noise of this world is drowning out the still small voice of God within us. I think we need to take the time to sit and just close our eyes and just be with the Spirit of God within. Just listen and just say, hey, I know you're in there. What do you want to tell me today? What do you want to share with me today? And then just listen. Anyway, folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I really enjoyed this episode. I love talking about these kinds of things. So until next time, stay safe, stay well. Make time to talk to and to listen for the Spirit of God within yourself. Stop looking outward at all this chaos and start looking inward where the Spirit of God and the Spirit of peace is dwelling, the peace that surpasses all understanding. Again, I thank you for listening. This is Paul James Caden, and I'll see you next time here on The Infinite Journey.